0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew Podcast. Today in our reading, we've come across one of the texts that was one of the first messages I've ever preached. So this text has always been special to me. As a matter of fact, I just spoke on it recently at a church when I went to fill in. I don't think I've done it recently on the podcast. I'm not gonna share the whole message, but I wanna share the heart of what makes this so special. Let's get started. Hello again, friends. Welcome back to day three hundred and th- no, thirteen in our journey through the Bible. I am so glad to be with you. Thank you for following along and listening on the podcast. As I said at the opening, we have come to a passage that is special to me. One of those passages that uh, I remember back years ago, years ago, and probably before people were really putting it on YouTube a lot. I wish I could find it, but one of the most original passages I ever preached was from Matthew 26 and verse 6 in talking about um, as Jesus was in Bethany and as Mary came and anointed his feet with oil. She broke that alabaster box. This passage is not the only passage that talks about this. It's also in John chapter 12 and over in Mark, and Mark's where I recently preached from it. But let me read through this and just notice how really special this text is. you got to remember that Jesus, as he traveled, didn't have hotels to stay in or things like that, so he would often stay in the guest chambers of people's houses. And And there was uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Uh, they were special and close friends to Jesus, and they would allow Jesus to stay there at times when he was in Bethany. And, and then when Lazarus died, and when he got real sick, Mary and Martha sent for Jesus, and he delayed, and then finally that Jesus did come, but Lazarus was dead. And we've talked about that recently. I think I've written about it. And so here we are again with Mary and at the feet of Jesus. It says, now, when Jesus was come in Bethany in the house of Simon, the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment. Now, because I'm trying not to preach that message and just talk about the heart of this and get to a specific point, uh, I'll, I'll, streamline this but to say that very precious ointment was about a year's worth of wages she there's no way she probably worked to save up to buy this perfume it was probably something like an heirloom that was given to her uh, something she inherited it was it was very very expensive and so she brings this and she broke it and poured it on the head of Jesus on on, on his head it says and he set it meat but when his disciples saw it this has always bothered me since I first Remember studying this text in college. When his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? Boy, that's always bothered me. Here is the disciples, the ones whom Jesus picked, the ones whom followed Jesus, who knew, who at least had been taught all that Jesus was here to do, They understood who Jesus was. Oh, yeah, they were fuzzy on some of the details about the kingdom, but these were Jesus's disciples. And this woman comes, and in a moment of worship, in a moment of brokenness, understanding by faith that Jesus will soon die, and we're getting to that in our reading that Jesus is about to. To be betrayed, he's actually at the end of this passage, if I remember right. Yeah, the very next verse in verse 14 that I'm not going to get to today, but then it says that Judas went out and betrayed Jesus. And so she understands not all of the details, but in in the gist of the fact that Jesus is her Messiah, that he's going to die. And so she brings this something that is very precious to her. She could have sold this and made a lot of money. This was probably, as I said, a family heirloom. This was precious. But she poured it out for Jesus because to her, nothing was more important than Jesus. And the best that she had, this was the absolute best that she had. And so she took it to show Jesus that this is nothing compared to you. I want to honor you with it. And she broke it before Jesus. I I don't know leading up to it. I wish I knew. I wish I could see into the mind of of Mary as she went up there? Was she scared? Was she nervous? Uh, Did she contemplate this? Was she worried that the disciples would see it, or was she shocked by the response? Did she think, well, of course these guys would think this. They're sacrificing. They're leaving their families. They're leaving their jobs. Surely they're going to be supportive. But then what was Mary's face when they said, what a waste? I, I... I always get frustrated and angry when I think of that because I see her down doing something that she feels is special, and it is. And to hear people that you admire say, What a waste! It's just heartbreaking. You know, in our culture today, some would look at young people who want to go to the mission field and say, What a waste! Some would see young people that want to go to Bible college and, or that want to serve God in the ministry, and they would say, what what a waste. I think of a young man in our church who listens to this podcast. He may hear this. I don't know that anyone has said to him, what a waste. I know that some have questioned what he's doing, but he feels called to ministry. He's went down to Bible college. He's worked hard to get through. He hasn't always had all kinds of support. And now he's he's he get to fly across to preach at kurt skelly's church one of my heroes here's this kid he was a bus kid in our church we helped him out we encouraged him there were times and he's going to listen to this so that's why i'm saying this there were times when he's skipping church and we're going what are you doing but he but he finally just surrendered it all to god and god's using him he's speaking in some of my heroes churches but i'm sure there's been some that thought what a waste but if you were to ask him, if you were to ask me, is just someone that's watched his life not a waste at all? You know, sometimes in your life people may look down upon you or or think that you're foolish for some of the values that you have, for some of the thoughts you have. Matter of fact, I'm recording this early. I'm about to fly out to Vegas, and every time I tell someone I'm going to fly to Vegas, they're like, oh, are you are going to go to the casino? I'm like, "No, no, I'm actually going to get out of there as soon as I can. And I'm not saying there's not some... Some cool things in Vegas. I'm not saying there's not some good there. I know there's some couple of good churches in Vegas. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not the one that says, "Oh, that's everything's bad about it because of its reputation." No, there's a lot of good and, and beauty in there. I'm sure, and we're going to see some of it. We're going to eat at some cool places. But still, I, it's when people gravitate towards, "Oh, you're going to go there to gamble. You're going to go there." No, I I don't care. And so sometimes in this world. You can be viewed as a Christian, as someone that's wasting talent, wasting your life. But I love what Jesus did, because it says when Jesus understood it, he understood what, what was going on here, that she's pouring out her heart. They're just they're saying, what a waste. He said to them, why trouble ye this woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured out this ointment for my body. She did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever the gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman had done to be a memorial for her. He said, wherever. And here we are 2,000 years later. I'm still talking about this woman who broke this alabaster box. He said, wherever the gospel is preached, you're going to also hear about what Mary's done here this day. And I find it interesting as I was reading that that just last week we looked at a story where the disciples were trying to tell to the multitude and the disciples among the multitude were trying to tell two blind guys, hey, be quiet, leave him alone. And now here's a woman that's pouring out this sacrifice to God because of her love. And you get the disciples saying, what a waste. Why is it sometimes that those that say or position themselves like they are close to God can be the most hateful? Sometimes it comes from sources that that you wouldn't expect. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's some church members. Don't get discouraged. Don't quit. You know, the the idea that, well, I'm gonna quit church or get out of church because some Christian said this to me, or because that church, some of those church members, I don't I don't like how they hey, there's some church members, people that go to my church right now that I currently go to that I love, that I one hundred percent disagree with their lifestyle, but I still go to the church. I wish they'd change their life. I wish they wouldn't post some of the pictures that they do and to do some of those things. But it doesn't keep me from going to the church because there's some of those people there. Because you know what? I'm not always perfect either. I'm a sinner as well. I'm just not foolish enough to post it on Facebook. But, you know, we've got to be careful in our lives that, that, first of all, we're not like the disciples that are looking down on others that want to live for Jesus Christ and make some sacrifices and say, hey, I wouldn't do that. Don't be that person. But then secondly, I think we need to be careful of not being merry, of not be willing to sacrifice, of holding close to those things that seem valuable in this world and not be willing to break them before the Lord, if that's what he wants. I'm not saying you need to go to the most valuable thing in your house right now, maybe your car, and start hitting it with a baseball bat just to show you love Jesus. I'm not saying be crazy. I'm just saying... Is there anything that you're holding so tight to that if Jesus were to say let me have it you'd say no. That would be your breaking point where you would say no. And for some parents that's their kids. Sometimes God's calling your child to do something. And parents oh, they're super Christians when they get their family down the pew with them. But when they're child wants to go overseas to the mission field all of a sudden nah, i don't think that's what god's calling you to do and all of a sudden we become this dictator of what god's will is for our kids lives we got to be careful and i love this story i, I didn't get into I, I i wasn't planning on it but i didn't get into the outline but one of the things that i mentioned in that, as i when i preached that is i try to get at what impressed jesus so much because he gave her A glowing recommendation, which I'd love for you to do for the podcast, by the way. It's just commercial. Go give it a five-star or leave it a review. But Jesus' five-star review for her was amazing. He said, hey, wherever the gospels preach, so will this. So when I first examined this back in college, this text to preach it back then 20-some years ago, I thought, what was it about this act that she did that made Jesus go, wow, she'll be forever remembered? And I looked at it, I thought it wasn't the price because Jesus owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It wasn't the price. And then I got to going down through, it wasn't, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. What it was, was that she was giving everything that she had. It was her love, her sacrifice, her faith. That's what God said, wow, about. And so hope you examine your life hope you were encouraged by this podcast and this passage a 313 days in reading through the bible of those of you that are reading through it with us i'm i i hope that you're blown away by the scriptures you're not going to know it all you're not going to understand every single word but i know that if you are spending time every day reading it it's going to have some impact in your life i without a doubt it's impossible to have god's word hidden in your life and it not change you because remember what the bible says thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against thee the wherewithal shall the young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word it's a couple of verses from psalm 119 which we looked at on sunday god's word is powerful so stay with it well hey i'm still gone on vacation I'm going to go have a good time. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We'll be back on Sunday, getting right back into our Exodus study. If ever I can be a help to you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Please leave a review wherever you are. Make sure you subscribe and we'll see you back next week.